Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're interviewing Natalie of The Finding Co. Hey, Natalie. Welcome to the podcast studio. Woo! (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So, um, by way of background, I feel like we should mention that we discussed on a prior episode that Betsy and I are what we like to refer to as sister cousins. <laughs> as in, yes. we are, she's married to my brother. Yes. <laughs> and I am married to her cousin. And you are married to <laughs> Betsy's, Betsy's brother. brother. Just add in complexity. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew that that meant you were the perfect person to be our very first guest. So welcome. Keeping it in the family. keeping it all in the family and also because you have a couple of businesses in the sort of wedding event creative space that are really awesome um and that would be so much fun we knew it'd be so much fun to discuss with you today and so first of all give us like your two minute elevator pitch for your businesses okay Um, so I am the co-owner of The Finding Co. Um, Mark, my husband, and I both run it. It is our photography business. Um, and we've been in business for almost four years officially. Um, and we, uh, actually just did a little bit of a rebrand. So right now we're focusing on intimate weddings and elopements, um, with that. So that... I'm the primary photographer, and then Mark will be my second shooter at weddings. Um, if we need some stuff, like, designed for clients, we'll do that, too. Um, that's kind of, like, an addition to the Finding Co. We do design work. And then my other business, um, it's kind of, like, a smaller business connected to the Finding Co. Um, I do creative retreats, Um called Le Camp and it started um in Paris so we gave it a French name but now we do meetups all over the country and the world which is exciting um and it's open to photographers videographers creatives who work in the wedding industry um and we do styled shoots and community building and all sorts of fun stuff that's awesome thank you so much (laughs) and so to go back to your previous comment how did you get started? And I assume there's kind of two separate stories. Maybe they're intertwined. Yeah, yeah. intertwined mm-hmm. a little. Um, but let us let us know how you became a photographer. Yeah. Um, so I've always loved photography. I feel like in middle school when I had like a Nikon Coolpix camera, <laughs> I was like always taking pictures of stuff and like asking friends to go to like the park and model and things. And I always had fun with it. Um, And then in college, I wanted to get a little more serious with it. So I had, like, different um, friends or, like, couples that I knew um, start paying me to take pictures. And looking back, they're not great. But (laughs) I was starting out. (laughs) Um, And then uh, a couple years ago, um, I decided that I wanted to make it an actual business because I had been practicing and trying to learn as much as I could um, about photography as a profession. Uh, and, um, I decided, okay, I'm going to make this a legit business. And Mark, my husband and I would 
often do creative projects together. Um, he's really good at audio um, recording and lighting and design stuff. So sometimes we would work with small businesses or churches and I would take photos for them and he would help them design like a website. So we were like, oh, what if we kind of mesh this together? So that created like a an element of the Finding Co., which we don't, it's not like primarily what we do, but it's a way that we get to work together. And then um, for weddings and things that require two photographers, we would just both photograph them and working together is a lot of fun. So we were like, okay, let's do it. So we created the Finding Co. Um, and then with La Camp, it started, um, a friend and I both, uh, um, who are in the wedding industry, we were talking one day over coffee about how we both love Paris and how fun would it be to do a styled shoot in Paris. And she's a florist, um, Courtney, you know her. Um, <laughs> and we, uh, were just like kind of brainstorming and like, oh, that'd be fun. And then she was like, you know, what would be really cool? And she, explained this idea of like a retreat kind of and had all these like specifics and it was weird because a few nights before I had a dream that I did that like I took friends with and we had like a big like retreat and it was so weird because stuff like this doesn't really happen and I was like oh my gosh I had a dream that literally that just like that happened and we both were like okay we need to do this so it was uh I think six women attended they went with us and it was very nerve-wracking and we didn't know if it would work but we went to Paris and we had a lot of fun we uh I think it was for a week um and we shot photos of um, models as brides in front of the Eiffel Tower and at the Louvre and it was amazing and then I was like you know what, I think this is something I want to continue to do because the last night, which was actually my favorite part, hearing all the attendees talk about how much it meant to them to find a community um, of other creatives, not just get to go to Paris to take pictures, but like connect with other women um, because the field can be so competitive, um, just seeing how much it meant to them and how fulfilled I felt. I was like, I need to keep doing this. So I turned that into a little side business and we've done a few retreats since then um, in different states. And then we have another one coming up in the fall. So. Very cool. Um, well, one of the things that we like to talk about um, in terms of both a vendor and a bride is just how your personality type kind of plays into how you run your business or how you plan an event, a wedding. So I know since you're my sister-in-law, that you are familiar <laughs> with the Enneagram. So if yes. you wouldn't mind sharing, um, you, would you share your Enneagram type or personality mm -hmm. type and kind of how you think that might influence how you run the Finding Co.? Yeah. Um, so my Enneagram type is a four wing five. Um, being a four definitely influences like every creative thing I do pretty much. Um, and it definitely does affect business because I am always dreaming up stuff and I'm nostalgic about things and I'm wanting to do everything under the sun. So it can be actually a challenge <laughs> to like mm -hmm. keep it, like keep a business mind about things. Um, and I think as I grow as a business owner, my five wing is help 
a little helpful in that because I will like start to research things more and like focus more on details and it's not like the worst thing in the world like I find some interest and joy in it a little bit I don't know about joy but like you know Mm -hmm. I can I can grow in that area and it's not as difficult as I assumed it would be um and then my personality type is an INFJ so which I feel like kind of ties into the Enneagram for me specifically because like being a feeler um is part of being a four too um (laughs) and then I'm an introvert so again that can be a challenge with being a business owner because Mm -hmm. if you're working with clients all day or you have to cold call somebody or even if it's a scheduled call (laughs) for me it's a A little bit yeah I'm like okay gotta get ready for this phone call but yeah I think being a business owner with this personality type is helpful but also like challenging in a in the best way yeah that makes sense um so we have a few questions that are specifically geared for couples who are planning and might be listening for tips or Mm. advice. Um, And the first one is really all about chemistry. So what do you think the best way for a couple to find the right fit for their photographer? Where do they start? Um, Should they look at galleries or social media? What questions should they be asking? Um, This is a good question. Mm. So (laughs) I think, I mean, social media definitely is a helpful tool in finding your your wedding vendors, um, especially photographer, because you can see their work and you can see if it immediately as a bride or groom, if you like the editing style or the posing or like if something's super important to you, like storytelling or um, more intimate posing, if they're always posting that, then you kind of know right off the bat, okay, this, I'm going to get what I'm looking for with this photographer. Um, But it can also be tricky because you only post like your best stuff on social media right (laughs) um so it's one it's helpful but I definitely think getting on a phone call or doing like a Skype or Zoom call is helpful because then you can also see how like if communication comes easy between you um I've had couples before where um after talking and asking them a few of my questions and then they asked me a few of their questions we realized like, oh, I don't think that we would be a good fit for the day, um, for your wedding day, because it's such a big thing. And then other couples where it's like, you become friends, and then after the wedding, you're still like in touch. You keep yeah. in touch, which is I great. I think like that question and that concept of finding that chemistry is so important when it comes to photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I'm meeting with couples, like I always tell them, I'm like the one vendor, unless they have a coordinator or an event planner, I'm the one vendor that is with you for the longest time. And so it really makes a difference that you not only like your photographer's style, but that you also just get along with them really well. Yeah. Oh, being with them the entire day, even if you really love their work, you, I think it is really important to make sure you have chemistry or at least just like, Maybe you don't become best friends, but you're like, oh, yeah, I could spend my day with them. Because it is, like, on your wedding day, I think sometimes you don't think about it, but there will be things that you need someone else to take care of or to, like, mind because you're focused on 
your guests or your spouse, your new spouse or whatever else. So, um, it has to be someone that you feel like you can trust or learn to trust as your wedding day gets closer. So one question that I've been thinking about, because this is definitely me. And also I think it ties into the chemistry question is what advice you would give for a camera shy bride or groom, somebody who isn't Mm. looking forward to posing for photos for three hours on their wedding day. So I actually have quite a few couples that I've worked with who will say right off the bat, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands or I'm not good at posing or, oh, I don't really get my picture taken. Um, So I know a bunch of photographers do it differently, but I try to make sure all my packages um, include an engagement session um, or at least most of them. That way I can meet up with um, the couple before the actual wedding day and they can get a feel for like what it's like to get their pictures taken and then um, see that it's not as scary or they don't have to be shy. Um, I think my biggest tip for couples who are camera shy, obviously you're not going to just like get over it, (laughs) but um, just focus on your partner because a good photographer, in my opinion, is always going to get great pictures of you if you're like just focusing on like, okay, these are engagement photos. Like I'm with you, we're having fun or we're doing this activity or like treat it like a date night almost because if you're having fun and just like making goo-goo eyes at each other and holding hands and whatever, like you start to just focus on your person. Um, If you're having fun or you're just not really paying too much attention to the fact that you're getting your picture taken, it'll show in your photos that, you know, it's more authentic and hopefully you won't then, you know, be feeling like you're on the spot and your photographer's just taking pictures and everything, you know, goes smoothly. And if that isn't something like that you can do, like you just know that the photographer's there, um, I love encouraging my couples to utilize Pinterest. So sometimes we'll chat on the phone or send some emails before the session about like, stuff that they've seen that, oh, I really like these poses or I really like this, um, like photo set that you've done before. And then I'll talk to them like, okay, like just look over this and maybe kind of remember this when we get together. And then that way you're coming with ideas and your photographer should, you know, be coming with ideas too, but, um, kind of like you're prepared for the session then. I don't think anyone takes a bad picture if they're just enjoying You haven't taken my picture yet. (laughs) I don't think you're... I don't think you look bad at pictures. But, I don't know. Do you want to book a session? (laughs) We might. Um, So, I guess along those lines, are there any specific photos from the wedding, from a wedding day, that you think are essential? That, like, these would be the pictures that every bride should, or every couple should have? Yeah, um... I think that every couple should make sure they set aside time to get pictures of just the two of them. Whether it's if you do a first look right after the first look, or if it's after the ceremony, um, before the reception, or you take some time to step away from your reception and breathe and then get some pictures taken. I think that's really important because the day is about you 
and you want to remember obviously all the little things or even get pictures of things that you could have missed that day. But I think if you go away from the wedding day and realize like, oh, we only did like the posed um, family photos and like bridal party photos. There's none of like just us like with each other, like away from everything. Then, I mean, it's something I would regret as a bride. But like, I think that... Mm -hmm that's like really important because your day is about you too. So you want to make sure you're, you're getting pictures of just the two of you. Yeah, for sure. What are some photos that like you talked about Pinterest and people (laughs) coming to you and that can be a good tool. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where a couple comes to you and they really want a specific shot or something to look a certain way and it just doesn't always play out the way someone might be thinking? Yes. Definitely. (laughs) Um, So Pinterest can be great. It can also uh, be challenging to work with couples who want to copy things they see on Pinterest. I try to always remind my couples that, you know, it's a great tool for inspiration, but um, we're not going to copy like another photographer's work or a specific Mm -hmm. pose to a T. Like it could be... I've had uh, a couple who loved a certain pose, but um, they were the same height. And the couple in the picture on Pinterest, the guy was way taller than the girl. So it just didn't yeah. look the same because... It's like when you like take a picture of hair inspiration to your yes. hairdresser. <laughs> and they're like, like, these are extensions. Your yeah. hair is not going to look like <laughs> Or that. like, yeah. this person has twice the amount of hair that you Right, do. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, it's definitely nice for inspiration. Like maybe they love a photo and what they want, they want it to look just like it. So as a photographer, I'll look at it and like, okay, in that photo, the couple is holding hands and it looks like they are kind of like running or spinning and they're just laughing. So as a photographer, I'll think, okay, so we want to do something similar. I think what is really like impactful about this image is that the couple is having fun and they're Mm -hmm. smiling so then I try to make sure okay they want something like this and the main thing is the joy on their faces so make sure that you know you're having fun with your couple um I have also had uh photos brought to me as far as editing goes and like I love this editing style and I always will respond with yeah so and so's work is great or like oh I see that you like the warm tones. Like, let's make sure we go out in the evening during golden Mm -hmm. hour. Like, I try to always point out that, um, you know, like, here's how we can try to do that. And then I'll link a gallery. I'll send them something or send them something from my Instagram and say, like, is this what you're thinking? Because I want their direction to be pointed back to, like, what I provide, not Mm -hmm. a photographer that they're not working with. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Pinterest can be challenging if, it's just some like something that is used to like, well, I want this exact thing. Because also, um, with my business, I'm big on storytelling. So like that's not you in the photo. So like I'm not gonna be able to tell your story by copying that mm-hmm. thing, that pose, that whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. So Along that line about your style and your specific style, what do you think 
or how would you describe your specific style or your approach? You just mentioned storytelling. Um, but if a couple is listening to this and thinking, oh, this sounds like someone I would want to work with, like, mm-hmm. how would you describe? Um, so approach? we are very, yeah, we're very big on storytelling. Our tagline is finding your story and telling it well. That's where the word finding and finding co came from. Um, so I'm really big on capturing candid moments. Um, like I said earlier, on social media, you're always posting your best stuff. So if I'm just posting a few pictures, you're not always getting like a full story as you would if you look at the gallery. But um, we try to post or we try to photograph all of the little moments in between on your wedding day, not just what's on the schedule. So um, getting ready pictures might look like okay, the bride getting into her dress, someone zipping it up, but also the bridesmaids are being silly behind her or like, oh, they just like popped champagne and it spilled everywhere. Like I make sure to get a picture of their reactions or things like that because that's the stuff you want to remember. As far as editing goes, I like to have uh, our photos feel a little, you know, adventurous and exciting, um, but with like the tone, it's definitely warmer um, as far as editing goes. Uh, and I don't know, it just kind of, I feel like everything that we do, we try to make sure it, it pairs well together because you're getting all these little tiny details captured, but you're making sure that it also fits with your entire, you know, day. So it's like a warm, happy memory. If there's someone who's looking at your work and who's thinking, I love her style, I would love to hire Natalie and Mark, um, what are things they can do to make sure that the wedding that they're planning is conducive to your photography? Um, that is an excellent question. And I encourage anyone listening who is planning their wedding uh, to make that one of the things that you make sure you do is to talk with your photographer about how can I get the best of your work? Like, what can I do? I think... Nine times out of ten, a photographer will say something about natural light. Regardless of how they edit, natural light is always, like, amazing to work with. And I'm not saying, like, everything has to be, like, floor-to-ceiling windows and you have to, like, get ready next to a window. You have to be outside for your ceremony or whatever. But um, it's definitely helpful. Like, so, for instance, if you want to make sure that you're getting... um, couple portraits but you're not sure when in the timeline to put it you don't know if you want to do um your you know right after the ceremony or halfway through your reception or whatever if you're having a wedding in the fall or the early spring and daylight savings is an issue um and it gets dark earlier then obviously having those pictures earlier in the day is crucial because you have the most amount of light If you don't care about that or you really like a flash look, then, you know, that's okay if you do them later and it's darker. But like you said, like if you don't have a lot of light, then you get a more moody, grainy kind of feel. Um, So for me, I think a big thing is making sure there's a good light source. Um, For the Finding Co. specifically, we love doing flash for receptions because we feel like it makes it like mm-hmm. look like a fun party because <laughs> usually it is a fun party um, and you want to remember like that big yeah. bold feeling. Um, but all the other images, 
I like to make sure, you know, I don't have to do a ton of extra work editing because the lighting wasn't the best or maybe um, where you chose to do your getting ready photos, there's no windows and there's one um, like neon orange light bulb or something. <laughs> I think too, going off of that, it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about um, when a couple brings you a Pinterest photo and then they're just very different um, in terms of height or something like that with the couple that's in the photo. The same thing can be said of getting ready spaces or mm -hmm. ceremony spaces. You know, if you're a bride that is looking at a beautiful garden ceremony, you know, in a blog or something or on Instagram with, you know, huge floral installations, but then you're getting married in a church that has red carpet and red hues. <laughs> yeah. Like right. you just have to realize that that aesthetic is not going to transfer um, and that your photos might look different. And right, right. And also, I think um, if you're set on your venue or you're set on a certain aesthetic for your wedding day, then make sure as you're looking for a photographer, you keep that in mind. So if you are getting married somewhere that's darker or you're doing like, I don't know, like a New Year's Eve wedding and it's going to be pitch black outside, but you want to go outside and take flash photos Make sure you're finding a photographer who has experience with flash or something like that. Um, and also another part of that answer is make sure as you plan your day, you're setting aside enough time to do your photos. Um, if you, I've done a, a few weddings where they set aside 30 minutes to do family bridal parties and their individual yeah. couples pictures. And that was like I went over time and then I felt terrible because I had to make the people wait for their entrance to the reception. But we got good pictures, but then, you know, it's like kind of sets the day back. But then if you make enough time in your schedule, then no one has to feel rushed. Or as a photographer, I don't feel like I'm on a time, like a super time crunch and I can be a little more creative and let kind of that moment flow. Yeah, so maybe like one takeaway from that is you know, if you're not someone who's working with a planner, um, really make sure you're discussing with your photographer, how long does it actually take to get all those cute photos of the bridesmaids all sitting on the bed and their matching outfits right. before? And how long does it take to get photos of me and the groom? And, and really just like ask those questions so that you don't put yourself, your photographer, your guests in a position where nobody's getting the best out of the time in front of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So transitioning a little bit um, for aspiring vendors, people who are just starting out in the industry, um, what are some things you wish you had known or advice you wish you had gotten when you were starting out? So I definitely wish that I, starting out, that I would have reached out a little bit more to other photographers um, and people in the wedding industry. Um, I kind of saw what was on social media and like the people in my area and I felt like wow everyone is so established and so good at what they do and I'm new so I have to f have it all figured out before I approach them mm -hmm. and that made it tough because it you know if you felt like I felt a little lonely at first and I had those moments of like 
what am I doing? Like, is there must be an easier way to, you know, connect with clients or meet couples, um, than how I'm doing it. But I don't want to reach out to someone and ask because I don't want them to think that I'm like not putting the effort in or I don't know what I'm doing or something. And then I finally did reach out to someone and they were so helpful. And then I've had instances too where I've reached out to people and they're kind of like a closed book and they're like, well, you need to like take this course or you need to like, you know, figure out your area or they give you a tip that's like super basic and not Mm. so it can be hard because sometimes people are open books and sometimes they're not (laughs) with that stuff so but definitely like don't I wish I didn't let like my uh fear and like the fact that I was comparing myself to other um professionals like I wish that that didn't I didn't let that stop me from Mm -hmm. making a connection in the beginning um on a business standpoint I wish I would have gotten a CRM a lot sooner so this is gonna what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) so betsy what does crm stand for because i just say crm yes client client relations yeah yeah yeah. i think that's what it is that's what came to mind at first but it's now you're putting me on the spot and i don't know i think (laughs) i I just i just know the abbreviation so honeybook dubsado um, 17 hats 17 hats things that keep you organized but also Mm -hmm. help you connect with clients I, if you're listening and you're a wedding photographer and you have always used one, you're going to cringe when I say this, but until this past winter, so our fourth year in business and my, I don't know how many years doing photography, I was just emailing people. Like I'd have really long email threads and if I needed to find some information, I had to scroll back through stuff. I was putting alerts on my phone and in my calendar to, like, remember to do this and, like, connect with this person. And then I would have a moment where I'd be like, oh, dang it. When was this payment due? Did they pay me? I don't remember. So I used Dubsado, and it's life-changing. It keeps me on track. It gives me reminders when I have to send out emails or invoices or um anything like that Mm -hmm. there's different versions so some of the like the pro version you can automate it like you don't even have to worry about emailing someone yeah a lot of them are like that. hey you need to give me money now yeah you're (laughs) like you can be at the beach with your family and at the same time your clients will think you're at your computer like hi just wanted to remind you we have a (laughs) session next week like yeah (laughs) so it's amazing because like I mentioned before, it can be a struggle for me as a dreamer, big picture, creative person to do like the sit down and get work done business side of, of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's another like, thing. Systems in yes. Place. Having some sort of organizational management system right off the bat is super helpful. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I know you talked about how sometimes there can be competition and some people are a little bit more of a closed book in the industry. Can you tell us about a time when you worked with an incredible team of vendors on a particular wedding or shoot and how that collaborative experience changed your work as a photographer? Yes. Okay. That is a great question Um, because I get to talk about some great people um so I think the very first time I did 
an editorial like styled shoot, which is just a shoot that I put together. I chose like the theme and the wedding dress or the venue and like all those details. Um, I actually was very specific about who I chose to work with and who I invited to be a part of it. Um, I wasn't the only photographer. I invited a few other photographers and I did that because I wanted to start making those connections. Um, but I chose people who I saw, um, on their social media pages were, they would respond to comments and they were always, it, it just seemed like they knew what they were doing as far as business goes, but they were also very, um, friendly and worked with people before because I wanted to get to know people who were already in that space, like working with people and, and being creative with people. And when I did that, I felt like it was a success because there was no negative energy. There was no like, oh, well, she did this and I don't like how she did that. So I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to take these pictures, but I'm going to be really like sneaky about it because mm-hmm. I don't want the other photographer to take my pic. Like everyone was super encouraging and worked yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And it just, it gave me a good baseline of what to like look for or make sure that I do as a photographer, like be encouraging, be friendly, be helpful with people. Um, so I feel like after that, like I said, I kind of knew like, okay, these types of vendors are the types of vendors I want to surround myself with. So following that, um, I feel like different styled shoots, different workshops, and then like different weddings. Um, there's a few people that kind of in all of those areas would pop up and I just like love working with. So specifically, I loved working with events uh, by Jillian and Co. and Hannah Elizabeth events. They're both wedding planners. Um, I've done styled shoots with them and uh, weddings that they've um, had a hand in, you know, keeping on track and everything went smoothly, super friendly. Um, they are great at connecting before uh, the event. They, I knew what I was walking into. Um, it wasn't like, something I had to run around and be like, oh, where's the wedding planner? Like, I need mm-hmm. to figure out what's next or where I need to be. Um, uh, there's a ton of florists in, I mean, in this area. There's a ton of florists everywhere. So I feel like, you know, finding good work isn't hard. But then finding a florist who will make sure to set aside stuff for you as a photographer is always awesome. And then, you know a florist who lets you as a photographer take flowers home is always fun, you know? (laughs) Um, I mentioned before my friend Courtney, who uh, did the first LeCamp event with me, um, Winsome Florals. She, I don't know if you guys have talked about her. We have mentioned Courtney, yes. (laughs) She's great as a friend and a florist. Um, And then uh, there's, you know different venues I think it's always really nice when you work with a venue owner or someone who Mm. is just there on the wedding day employed by the venue which is great Um, I'm not going to name all of the venues but it's always nice when you connect before or after a wedding Um, when they ask you for photos that they can share on social media that's always really Mm -hmm. you know exciting and flattering and makes you want to shoot there again Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so that's kind of you know, who, who I've worked with or the type of vendor I like working with. 
um, is just open and encouraging and, you know, just cheering each other in the industry on. I think that's really important. Yeah, that's great. Um, So along those same lines, have you worked with other photographers? Have you freelanced or second been a second shooter um, for others and how does that help you grow or challenge you as an artist Um, how can you just even practically walk us through how does that work for somebody who's an aspiring vendor maybe yeah um so I have uh, both second shot for other photographers and um, associate shot which uh, I guess goes along the lines of freelancing um maybe a photographer can't make it to a wedding they were hired for or they were double booked and they need someone to shoot one wedding while they shoot another. Um, So I've done both of those. And I I think that it is important for any new photographer in the wedding industry to to start out second shooting because then they can get a feel for what a wedding day looks like, um, maybe how long it'll be or what's expected of them. Um, because if you jump right into a wedding and you have no experience, it can be a little overwhelming. I'm not saying that you can't do it, but it's always nice to have, like, dip your toe in the, in the pool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, especially when you're working with somebody who maybe, you know, personally, or who is very established and willing to kind of show you the ropes a few times before you, um, take on a wedding day solo. Um, so I actually did that when I started doing wedding photography. I second shot for a few different photographers and they all had a little bit of a different style. So that was also a fun challenge because I had to figure out like, okay, do they shoot darker or do they shoot, you know, wider and crop? Like how do they edit? Because I want to make sure I'm taking pictures that are like the pictures they take because I'm working for them whereas like if it's just for me if it's a picture I'm taking for the finding co like I just I know how I shoot but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be beneficial to another photographer so that that's like a fun challenge to me anyway like okay um I know this this photographer is looking for this so I have to make sure I'm keeping that in mind um I also learned how to use flash by second shooting uh, I went to a wedding and the primary photographer's like, okay, so we're going to set up our flashes. And I was like, I don't own a flash. And she was like, oh, uh, okay, I have an extra one. And she gave me like, it was during, I think dinner or maybe right before stuff was happening for the reception. She gave me like a real quick, like five, 10 minute rundown on like what to do. And it was like, I was so nervous the whole time, but like, I kind of just got thrown in and I learned mm-hmm. like, okay, this is how you take like flash photos. Like, okay. And now it's something that we do that I love. Um, so, you know, you can learn new skills when you're second shooting. Yeah. Um, I think associate shooting is a little different um, because you're essentially being a stand in for someone else. So if you're going to associate shoot for someone, I think it's Im- important to me anyway, that you have, a similar level of experience, um, maybe a similar shooting style. Um, That way, when you deliver the raw images to the person who hired you, um, they know that they're going to get good content or what they would do if they were photographing the wedding. Um, So both of those I've done, and they've both been 
great learning experiences, and I've also made great connections that way and built my portfolio. Um, does that answer the question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have one kind of offshoot from that question, which I my background is totally outside the wedding industry. My day job is corporate finance related, so the community is totally different in that This whole concept of people freelancing for each other, I think is really an interesting aspect of the wedding industry. And so when it comes to photographers specifically, I'm wondering if one or both of you can answer this. How does that work from like an ownership perspective? If let's say one of you was second shooting for the other, who owns those photos? Who has a right to share them? Mm. That's a Um, good question. Yeah, I think... It, it's dependent on each photographer, but I feel like in my experience, it's pretty much the same across the board is the photographer who was hired to do the job and who will be delivering like their business, who will be delivering the images like they own those images. Yeah. Um, times where I've second shot, uh, I usually will sign a contract or just if it's someone that I know, like in good faith, we'll have a conversation. If I post any of the images that I took and then that I edited, um, in the caption, I have to say this was second shot for Mountain Gap photography. Or um, I loved being able to be the second shooter for at Mm so-and-so. So like you're giving them credit and you're also making it known like I took this picture, but it was under someone else's like mm-hmm. for someone else's business. Um, that way you're not taking credit away from that photographer, but you still also get to share your work. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the the hired photographer usually owns the images. Yeah, I think um, like rule of thumb in copyright law, if I'm not mistaken, is that if you click the shutter, you own the copyright. But right. obviously all of those terms can be negotiated through a contract. Mm-hmm. You should have a contract if you're an aspiring vendor looking to second shoot, make sure you have a contract just to yes. protect yourself, make sure you get paid. Um, if right. you're hiring a second shooter, have a contract to protect yourself and make sure you get the images you're paying for. <laughs> and if you're a bride, make sure your vendors yeah. are giving you contracts. Yes, <laughs> totally. And read them. Contracts protect yeah. you as much as they protect your vendors. Read, yeah, read them and ask questions. I yeah. love when couples say I have a question about the contract and then they ask me and then I can explain oh this is why this is in there I actually had uh when we rebranded a little bit I changed the wording in our contract to reflect like that specific like change and I misspelled something and a bride pointed it out to me and I was like thank you so much like <laughs> so like even those actually like, talk to, yeah like read it and then talk yeah. to yeah. them if you have questions or notice something like that definitely okay so let's go back to our conversation at the beginning of this episode where we talked a little bit about your personality type your Enneagram um, how do you think being an Enneagram 4 um, and an introvert really affects your style and interaction with your clients? So uh, I want to say like at the beginning, um, I was not the best at, uh, I wasn't the best at phone calls or video calls with my clients. There would be like a lot of, you know, pausing and like dead space, dead air, whatever that phrase is. Um, (laughs) And I would say like, 
do you have any other questions for me? Like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I realized like, okay, just because I'm an introvert, like that doesn't mean I'm bad at talking to people. It's just that like I choose to like I recharge alone and I choose to like spend time by myself more so um I need to prep for these phone calls like I need to like I can't just go into them like okay let's talk like I need to write out a list of questions or um make bullet points of things I want to cover on the call and I feel like once I did that now they're so much easier and Mm. um it's not like I have a script but I have guidelines to make sure you know we cover everything and then that sometimes if there's really great chemistry like it'll turn into a conversation about something else or we'll just be you know talking about the day and I'll ask a question and then the bride or groom's face will light up and they're like oh I'm so excited about this part of it and they'll start talking about you know the flowers or what they're wearing or what their parties are wearing and like I feel like having those guidelines helped me connect more um, and just be better at phone calls and that kind of stuff in general. So just to add to that, cause I'm a fellow introvert and I feel like introverts get a bad rap mm-hmm. about like not being able to, I don't know, interact with like human beings. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the energy that you bring would make someone like me, another introvert, so much more comfortable. Like I, f- I, I imagine we haven't worked together a ton. I mean, I don't get my photos taken, so yeah. that's why. <laughs> but I feel like someone like me, who's a little bit more shy in front of the camera, in an in a more intimate moment of being photographed, especially you know, couple photographs and things like that, having someone who isn't so blah in your face and who who can kind of like be in that small moment with you would be a really huge strength of your personality in that setting um so I guess that really wasn't a question so much as just like a comment on the idea that you know extroverted people they just bring something different than introverted people Mm -hmm. bring and what you bring would make someone like myself more comfortable that's good to hear. I think that <laughs> I think that that kind of goes back to chemistry with finding your like the right photographer right, for right. you too. Um, there have been times where I'll be on a call with a couple, and a week later they'll email me and say, "Oh, we decided to go uh, with someone else," and that's fine. And then I'll see um, another photographer I know post that couple's um, engagement photos, and I'm like, "Okay." If that's who they went with, then clearly, like, this photographer is, like, loves big, bright colors and is loud and fun and, like, I mean, I'm a fun person, but, like, I'm (laughs) not, like, hey, how's it going? Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, I'm, I kind of approach it as, like, okay, let's have a conversation. I'll get to know you. You get to know me. And I'm not, you know, as extroverted right off the bat. Um, And then I'll see oh, they went with this photographer, awesome, because clearly that is who they, like, kind of yeah. c- click with more. Um, and, like, what you said with other introverts, like, I've had couples that on the call I think, oh, they're probably not going to hire me, or, oh, they didn't really like me because they didn't say much. And then, like, later I find out, oh, it's just because they're not right. – it's the first time we've ever spoken to right. each other, so 
right. obviously we're not going to dive yeah. right in. Yeah. yeah. Um, along the lines of personality type as well, I feel like your Enneagram 4 and like your love of beauty and just seeing that in, in things really lends itself well to like camp and mm-hmm. what you do with creating space for other creatives to um, just explore their industry, explore connections, create new content, things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to yeah, um, stand on that? So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I'm all, I always find, like, beauty in everything. It's like, <laughs> it's like not a bad thing, but if sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not being like, like, oh, there goes Natalie again talking about like the sun or the (laughs) rain or like, I don't know, like (laughs) just, I don't know. Um, so I love that with La Camp, like I get to choose the content and, or maybe work with one or two other vendors to kind of brainstorm, like what kind of shoots are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Um, what spot should we, adventure to that's not like overdone because I think that's where also where the four comes in like I'm like well I don't want to be basic and you know I want to be different (laughs) and like whatever else um but at the same time like something that people will be interested in and attracted to um so I think yeah like I I try with the events that we plan in addition to the community building aspect, I try to make sure all of the little details are taken care of um, on and off camera um, and that things look pretty and are put together and um, are thought about. So in the fall this year, um, in September 2022, we're going to Scotland and I'm super excited about it. And we're doing three different shoots because there's just so much different like scenery and spots in Scotland so we're taking advantage of that and I'm making sure we do something that's like in the highlands something that's in a city and then something that's like uh by a lake that has like that like misty rainy like dramatic yeah lock ediv is what it's called but um yeah just because I I think that in the wedding industry sometimes as photographers um, and maybe stylists, people in the visual creative area of wedding industry, um, we can tend to kind of get stuck in what's popular that year. Mm-hmm. And then I think that when you're stuck in that, like your work maybe can start to look like everything else. So I want to make sure with LeCamp, I'm giving people opportunities maybe that they've thought of or maybe that they haven't thought of to create content and build their portfolio, like fill it with things that are new and exciting and maybe have a little bit of what's popular that year, but their own spin to it too. So are there open spots for this fall's trip? Yes. Yeah. So for this trip, um, it is not huge. Um, We have five spots left. And we're taking a total of eight people, I think. I'm pretty sure there are eight spots total. But we have five. I know we have five tickets left as of the end of June, whatever today's date is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this later, make sure you check 
because yeah. it's about And what are the dates for? September 19th to the 23rd. Um, yeah, we are going to be um, going to Edinburgh, uh, Glen slash Loch Ediv, um, and the Isle of Skye. So. When you were talking earlier about how you started as a freelancer, I was sort of wondering, or a second shooter, I was sort of wondering, like, what do you have to bring to somebody if, like, if somebody wanted to second shoot for you, if you ever needed, Mm -hmm. what would you want to see from them? And I'm wondering if this is a place where someone could go to start to create the knowledge and the content Mm -hmm. to to have that opportunity? Yes, that's, yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, I, I am very, like, pro- come on a retreat, go to a styled shoot. I know there's differing opinions on it, but if you're new to photography and you want to get practice, but you want good content, like go to a styled shoot, go to an editorial, go to a workshop, learn from other people. Um, our last retreat was in upstate New York and it was a, it was a little bit of a smaller one. And I feel like half of the attendees were new to the business within the last year or two. Um, and th- I make sure that there's like an open conversation all the time. Any question is a good question. Like um, you, c- like I just want people to learn from each other in addition to like building a connection that goes further than the retreat. Um, going on, going to these retreats, I want people to learn you know, camera settings. I want people to learn posing. I want people to learn, um, how to work with other vendors. Uh, last year we did a retreat in Utah and, um, Hannah, who I mentioned earlier, who's, uh, an event planner, she came with, and I loved seeing her make connections with photographers because, um, those who hadn't worked with a planner before, like, it was a great way for them to get the chance to Mm -hmm. and see, like, like the, benefits of doing that um and then like be able to connect with her after um and like with second shooting not at a workshop or styled shoot um just with weddings I would encourage anyone who's thinking about doing that just to reach out to people you will get like a no you will get someone who's like oh I don't really need any second shooters this year my you know my calendar is booked and I have what I need but then, like, there could be someone who's like, oh, yeah, I really need help with this date. And then make yourself available. Make sure you have your gear. Talk to them and ask, like, okay, what do I need to bring? What are you expecting of me? Don't be afraid to ask that question because you want to do your best for them because it's for their business. Um, and then for me, whenever I need a second shooter, I like when people ask because I – hopefully it's clear with this interview. Like I like to connect with people and, um, excuse me, encourage learning and all that stuff. Um, so definitely like reach out and ask. I tend to reach out to people that I know have experience or who are looking to get experience. Um, but I'm not opposed to someone asking me as well. So. Awesome. I think that brings us to the end of our formal questions. We do have a little fun segment here um, that we planned. So we've chosen a couple of photos from your Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
And these will be posted um, on our Something Borrowed Pod Instagram feed. Um, so you can kind of follow along there or go back and look if you would like to. But what we'd like to do, Natalie, is show you each of these photos and kind of just do a rapid fire. Okay. Um, just tell us about the photo, the moment, what was going on there. Okay. Okay. So here's the first one. And we talked on the last episode how I'm a big cake fan. So I had to pick this. Go to the Instagram and you'll see a gorgeous photo Natalie took of a beautiful cake. I this is actually one of my favorite cakes that I've ever seen at a wedding. Um, Okay, so this was um, at a wedding at a venue called Terrain. Okay, anyone in like the Middle Atlantic knows a wedding at Terrain (laughs) is are you kidding? Gorgeous. This was my first wedding that I shot there so I was like on cloud nine all day <laughs> it was so exciting it's like a dream um so they um people who work there I'm guessing uh, a combination of their baker and florist put this cake together um but yeah there's fresh fruit and flowers and berries hanging off of it but then the cake itself is like so clean and just yeah. beautiful and I loved that they put um the attention to detail into not just how the cake was decorated, but how it was presented. So it's like on this cake stand with like, they had um, fabric hanging behind it. So it really popped when you walked into the reception space. Um, that wedding in general was gorgeous. Like we just said, just does a great job. Um, and if you're not on the, in like the mid Atlantic East coast region, um, it is Owned by Anthropology, yeah. Right. Yes. So imagine Anthropology, but in a like everything is plants greenhouse, and then they also host events and weddings. So and like strength, basically, strength if you get married and, in an Anthro, yeah, <laughs> that's it's beautiful. Is. And they're opening another location, so they yeah. just there's more popping up, and it's just exciting. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So this next one, this is one of my favorite shoots. I think I've seen you do. Um, it is an engagement, so. Groom is on his knee, popping the question, and the girl, the bride, is in this beautiful dress, like floor-length gown. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I always wonder, was she just prepared? Did she know? Yeah, is this, this real? This is a fun story. Okay, <laughs> so it's half styled, half real. Uh, well, fully real, but <laughs> it's it's real. It's a real um, so uh, Nate and Alyssa, um, they got engaged. Well, Nate reached out to me and he said, I'm proposing to Alyssa and I kind of have an idea of where and I know when I want to do it. But I was wondering if you could help me like with the specifics because I know that like the Finding Co. does good work and you're very creative. And this this was something as a photographer, I was just like, yes, like (laughs) I have like 90% control. The other 10% is him choosing what to say when he proposes. (laughs) Um, So uh, I have known the both of them for a little while. Um, So it wasn't like super awkward for me to reach out to Alyssa and say, hey, I really want to plan a styled shoot at this, uh, at the Rodin Museum in Philadelphia. Um, And I had this idea for just like very artistic. It's a museum that has a bunch of sculptures um and I want the model to be wearing like a very pretty earth tone dress that kind of combines like the granite and marble 
sculptures with like an earthy natural feel and I was wondering if you were free on this date and wanted to do it and she's like oh my gosh I'd love to so I got to base this is like where the styled shoot part comes in I got to kind of plan everything and knowing that it was ending (laughs) in a proposal like was just so exciting because one they're getting engaged and two as a photographer you're kind of in control and you're like yes these pictures are going to be fantastic because like I know how everything's going to look um aside from weather but the weather was great um but we just walked around and did uh some poses and like the styled shoot aspect and he was updating me with like where he was and what time he'd be there and everything and um I had him wait around the side of the building in one of the gardens and I was like okay I'm gonna go around the corner and I want you to come around the corner and as you come around like kind of just like throw your dress like swish it a little bit and I'm gonna shoot you um like in this like entrance kind of pose like you're just like walking into the garden so he was waiting for her right (laughs) there and she told me after the fact there was a tiny part of me that thought what if I go around the corner and Nate's like gonna propose and I was like that's like you know your intuition (laughs) you just knew it was coming and that's what happened and then so then from that point I was kind of off to the side and just photographed their uh the proposal and them getting engaged and then actually after that they changed and then we jumped right into their engagement pictures well that's so fun it was a very fun beautiful day Okay, so this next one, I literally die for. Like, I love this. I'm excited to see what it is. I have a feeling I know exactly which one it is. (laughs) And I don't know what was going on here at all, but it looks like old Hollywood. It looks magical. It. I. I don't even know how to describe it. You need to go to the Instagram. (gasps) Okay. Okay. So this is from a styled shoot that I um, put together last year with two other photographers, Kara Marie Photography and Lily Drew of Drew Photography. Um, So we did a two-day workshop in this mansion in Lancaster, and it was gorgeous. Um, And they both led a session, and then I led a session. And they both did um, sessions uh, with couples, and it was like an in-home session, Uh, And they were, like, doing fun activities and stuff. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to let the space dictate Mm -hmm. the session I do. And I went in this one bedroom and it had this really pretty wallpaper um, that was, like, I think they were, like, birds and just, like, antique furniture. And it was gorgeous. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do a boudoir session. And then I was like, (laughs) okay, I can't do a boudoir session that's too risque because then I'll have to find a model who's okay with that. And then attendees might not want to partake if they're not mm-hmm. interested in like risque boudoir. And that's also not my style. So I was like, okay, I love, I always say if I could be anything that isn't what I'm doing now, I would love to be like the person who sources and buys stuff for movies and shows that's like specific <laughs> to the time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I found, I went antiquing and I found antique um like an antique corset and bra and I had um, a hairstylist come and do like these pinup curls on um, Danielle the model and then I rented this big um robe like fluffy robe and um these little feather high heels and we just did this big glam Hollywood boudoir session and it was so much fun and 
I was nervous that the workshop attendees were going to be either not into it or like kind of I don't brush know how past you couldn't it. be into this like well, as I, a photographer I just like I was just so nervous and I think I get the most nervous when I'm my most creative sure so I just like okay I don't know how it's gonna go and then afterward everyone was like that like made the workshop stand out from other workshops I had so much fun I got so much like unique content so I was like okay good like and that was kind of one of those things that like as a creative, you'd like love to hear like, oh, yeah. success. Like, and you yeah. had fun. I had fun yeah. doing it. And yeah. Phenomenal job with the Thank styling and the photos. And also shout out to Danielle, whoever you are, you look yes. amazing. Yeah. And Danielle is the perfect model because she loves like vintage, like time, like time period mm. stuff. Mm. Like she loves dressing up and. She looks yeah. like she walked out of like the 40s. Yes. She does. Yeah. Oh, and something fun. I mean, I don't people might appreciate it i also found like vintage perfume and makeup for like the detail shots <laughs> and like some of the photographers like oh cute and i was like you don't understand <laughs> i search for these things i found them it's yeah okay so this one is so cute it's like it looks to me like a candid couple at a wedding i don't know exactly what they're doing but they're laughing it's kind of in motion so they're a little blurry and I loved the style of the photography in this so maybe you could talk a little bit about that oh yes okay so if I've photographed you before you probably have something blurry or something out of focus and that's intentional (laughs) because I feel like it always lends to the feeling of the day on wedding day things are moving you don't remember everything I don't know it's just kind of like a stylistic choice that I always I always do um so this couple they had a smaller ceremony and it was um in an art studio which was super cool and uh this was something where at first I was a little intimidated because the lighting wasn't amazing but then the owner of the studio said oh well there's roof access and I was like perfect so we took him up to the roof And this photo is actually candid. I think he was, they were talking and I had said something about like, okay, let's go over here and do another pose or another shot. And he made a comment or a joke. I don't remember specifically, but it made her laugh. And he looked down when he said it. So it just got like that real life in between moment. Um, And this one actually, I just lifted my camera and snapped it and it ended up being out of focus. But it kind of lended to the story. It like lent yeah. to the story of like it being like a quick moment in between. Yeah. So that's what was going on there. Awesome. Okay. Uh, last one. Um, so this is a shot of a couple. The um, guy is sitting at a piano and then there's a bunch of instruments on the wall. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was from our last um, retreat in upstate New York. Um, our last Le Camp, we, um, Jess and Chris, we had them model for our workshop and we did an in-home session. Um, and this house is called the Kester Homestead. If I could get married again, I would get married here. It is gorgeous. You can find it. I think it's the kesterhomestead.com. You'll have to Google it, but it's also on Airbnb, which is how I found it. So, um, they had one of the rooms was like the music room and it was just like full of all these old instruments and they this couple is actually musical so they were like can we do pictures in here and he was playing on his guitar for a little bit and then he was playing on the piano and um we had them 
kind of just hanging out like she doesn't have shoes on and that was like a stylistic choice of like you're at home you're just making music together and like has like I think a kind of intimate feel but that was one of one of my favorite rooms in the house as well um and something I will say so the mansion from the boudoir shoot and then this house both I found on Airbnb if you're gonna do styled shoots or editorials or work for a client in a building that you know, you don't have access to normally, check out Airbnb because there's some really nice spots. There's <laughs> hidden gems. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have really enjoyed our conversation just because as another photographer, it's always fun to talk to photographers and just yeah. hear kind of how you work and your style and things. And it just, there's so many different um, ways to go about photography and mm -hmm. things like that which is awesome mm -hmm. so thanks so much for being with us yeah, today thank you for having yeah. me i, I feel it. like this was so fun and i also feel like we need to bring you back to talk about your wedding i know it's been yes. a few years yes. but that would be so fun because you're a different personality a different style <laughs> mm -hmm. a different everything mm -hmm. from us so i would love to talk about that sometime i would love that and before we leave you can you just how can people find you um, how can they follow? How can yeah. they reach out to hire you? Um, so our website is thefindingco.com. And then on uh, Instagram, we're at thefindingco. Um, you can fill out a contact form on our website. You can DM me on Instagram. Um, I also have a personal Instagram. So if you already follow me there, make sure you're following. I, I've had a lot of people say, oh, I didn't realize you had a business Instagram, which, you know, my bad. I should cross post, I guess, more. But um, yeah, I uh, I definitely would love to connect with you. I, I think I'm on Instagram for at least like an hour every day. Like, so connecting on over there, you know, that'd be awesome. And then we're on Facebook too, but that's just, you know, just if people are looking on Facebook, we're the Finding Co., um, and then LeCamp is under the Finding Co. So at LeCamp Retreat, L-E underscore camp underscore retreat is on Instagram. Um, and then you can get more information about the Scotland Retreat on the Finding Co.'s website as well. And I will say they are also fun to just follow along while you're on your retreats to kind of see what you guys yes. are up to. You post Instagram stories and it's fun to kind of... Um, live vicariously yeah yeah <laughs> i like i try travels. to do behind the scenes as much as i can um yeah. and i'm sure in scotland i will do a lot of that <laughs> yeah for sure well thanks so much for joining us natalie um so i think we just kind of wanted to wrap up here um just such a great conversation with Natalie and hearing her perspective on working within the wedding industry, how to connect with photographers and find the best fit for you, depending on, you know, what kind of photos you're looking for, what kind of feel you're looking to capture, the aesthetic of your day, right, Amanda? <laughs> All about aesthetic here. Um, so just thank you to Natalie for joining us today. Next time, um, we are excited to bring on some brides, some recent brides, um, Emily and Margaret, who are sisters, um, and are going to be joining us to talk about their weddings. So excited about that. Be excited for me to sing the Sister of Sisters theme song <laughs> yeah. over and over. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and in the meantime, you can catch photos, um, the photos that we just discussed with Natalie, on our Instagram channel. That is 
Instagram channel, Instagram account. (laughs) That's uh, at something borrowed pod. So give us a follow over there. Um, Interact with us. We love to see what you are thinking about these episodes. Um, If you are someone who's gotten married in the past couple of years, or if you are a wedding vendor and you think that being interviewed by us is something that you would enjoy, please go ahead and fill out our interview request form that is linked in our Instagram bio. Um, We're always looking for people to add to our recording schedule and to get the next couple of podcast episodes scheduled out and recorded. Um, Anything else, Amanda? Like, follow, subscribe. That's the vibe. Right. And I (laughs) guess we should probably start asking you to leave us a rating and review, right? Yeah, I guess help other people find this little podcast that we're doing here. Um, But truly, thank you so much for listening. It has meant the world as we are getting started. um, And we are having a blast. So hopefully you are too, if you have stuck with us for (laughs) these first three episodes. So bye. See you next time. Blooper reel. Here we go.